Hey there, it's Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. Season 2, episode 43 of What's Eating Kale. I am Kale. So I hope you're well today. I am not. Uh, a little bit of an injury this morning. I messed up my back, a little sciatica. Uh, I decided to do something different in my workout today. That I switched around. I was uh, when I do a lot of standing up. Oftentimes, it's at the end uh, of my workout, so I've done a lot, and then I go and do the stand up thing, and um, stand up as long as I can, as many times as I can. And today, I was like, you know, it sucks because I'm always kind of tired by then. So I thought, well, t- today I'll just go. But I mean, before I normally do it, I've stretched, I've done plenty of exercises, and then I go and do it. And today I thought, well, let, let's just see how I am when I'm fresh. Oh my God, what a stupid, uh, I'm an idiot. First time I stood up, I was like, oh, well, that's why you don't, that's why I want to stretch and get, because there's a lot of kinks and a lot of, uh, a lot of cracks and pops and, so I was like, all right, well, let's just kind of keep working through this. Second time I stood up, bink, just right in the left side of my back, down my left leg. Ugh. Uh, if you've ever had sciatica, it sucks. It just blows. Uh, it is debilitating. It can take your breath away. It can drop you like a bag of laundry. It is... It, 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 there was once when I was able-bodied that I screwed up my back this is, I'm probably 30 something, late 30s. And um, I had to go to the bathroom and I was in so much pain. I went to stand up and I'm like, I can't. I literally had to crawl to the bathroom. And that's how bad sciatica can be. Now, when I started working out with Brad, um, however long ago that was, I haven't had a back problem all the way till now, like this. I mean, I've had aches and pains and I've. I have this different stuff in the middle of my back from the wheelchair and what have you that I get just when I wheel too much, you know, you do like 10 miles in a day and suddenly the next day you got middle of my back, my shoulders are a little achy, but nothing like that. And today I did it. And, uh, even just sitting here, I can feel it a little bit. The good news is when I'm sitting, it doesn't hurt too bad. Uh, most of the things I've had to do since then have been okay. Uh, but I can assure you right now. I am not going to go downstairs and uh, start trying to stand up again. Uh, I do know, I, I've done a little research for you. If you have uh, sciatica problems or back problems, uh, ice is the first recommendation for a couple of days and then warmth after that, heating pads and what have you. Anti-inflammatories absolutely can help. I can attest to that. Uh, and then you got to stay active and upright and mobile. And I shouldn't say upright. I mean, if you can't get upright, don't. Because you can actually hurt it more, but you should stay, you know, you should stretch, stay active, move about as much as you can. Uh, and, and interestingly, at the same time, try to rest it. Those are both from the Mayo Clinic, so I, I just, I don't know what to tell you there. But normally, I just try to just be normal and try not to avoid too much. Um, and then while I'm, like, sitting doing work and stuff, I'll try to stretch. Um Preventing it in the first place is always hard because you got to have good posture. Most of us don't. 
Um, and not, not all of us are as active as we should be. Those are two things that can solve the problem. Uh, at any rate, that happened. Um, not I, a little upset about it, but I'll get over it. Uh, Lord knows I knew there'd be some setbacks. Um, I want you to hear something. I, I, I've been looking for a candle uh, and um, I wanted one. Like the ones Lisa gets are a little too foo-foo, girly, perfumey. And so I went looking for candles for men. And there's a whole bunch of selections. They all sound great. Bought one, don't smell a thing. Like lit it, it's going for an hour and a half, nothing. You know, some of these are like bourbon and leather and just really cool like smoke. Um, different types of wood. Um, but I learned on Amazon, obviously you can't smell them ahead of time. Even if you do smell a candle, even if you pull it right up to your nose, you're like, oh, I love that smell. You come on, it doesn't have to smell that much. And I don't, you know, then you're kind of, it sucks. And I don't want it to overwhelm me by any stretch of imagination. I get, I get actually nauseous from uh, too strong a smells, too strong a perfume, too strong a smells. So I like something a little more subtle. If I'm going to light a candle, it's going to be stronger. It's going to be away from me. Um, so I, anyway, I, I bought one candle. It didn't do anything. So I learned on Amazon, a candle's got to have four and a half stars. If you look for anything lesser, if you see, oh, this one sounds good, but it's only got four stars, don't buy it. You're going to read the number one. You're going to read the, the one-star reviews are all going to say, I could bury my nose in this and not smell anything. It's, that, that, they're almost all the same. So go for four and a half stars. I bought one. Uh, it's called, uh, what is this called? I can't read it. I'll have to pull it up and it's lit right now. But I want you to hear this because it's got the wooden wick. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, I got to like the wood wicks because, you know, they crackle. And they say, Not like this one. <laughs> this one you can hear from across the room. If I'm just quiet right now, you can hear it. But I'm going to bring it up to the microphone without setting it on fire. Here we go. Yep, that's this candle. <clears throat> it smells good. I can't read the name of it, though. It's it's really dark in here right now. I'm recording really late, too. This is going to go up late. Some people who like the first thing in the morning thing are going to be a little disappointed, but I don't care. <laughs> I will say the back thing kind of brings me down a little bit. <clears throat> so does the weather. So I guess a little bit to deal with here this week. Uh, so in entertainment headlines, the Beatles' new song, Now and Then, did debut at number one on the sales charts. So uh, they absolutely have that number one spot. First one in 50-some years, and it's their 18th uh, chart topper. Uh, <clears throat> it's a cool song, a lot of cool technology, but uh, you know, I, I understand that some people have their issues with it, but I liked it. I personally liked it. Did I love it? Is it my favorite Beatles song? No, but I do appreciate the kind of way this is all brought back together. I think it's pretty cool. Apparently, Jennifer Aniston is struggling with Matthew Perry's death. Uh, headlines say her friends are actually worried about her. She seemed to be the one that he looked to and, and said was probably the closest one, checked in on him the most often, uh, called him out while they were on the friend set, and you know, she was the one that said, hey, we know you're drinking. Um, she did that. Uh, one of the headlines I read said that she um, dreaded his death because, you know, it somewhat seemed inevitable at, at some point. 
or at points in time during the relationship. So, uh, but apparently she's really struggling with it. And um, I got to learn to put these things in the right order because this headline then goes into Patrick Dempsey is the 2023 sexiest man alive. Interestingly, I didn't know he was alive anymore. I haven't seen anything from Patrick Dempsey. Maybe I'm out of the loop um, of what Patrick Dempsey does. Um, Patrick Dempsey, uh, I, I know him from older movies when he was younger, and um, I liked I liked those. Then he was on Crazy Anatomy, and then that's the last I've seen. He did a couple of movies, some rom coms, and uh, but that's all I I really knew of him. Um, so I, I don't really know what to make of that but he is a sexy sexy man remember when they asked me to be the sexiest man alive I had to turn that down uh, so anyway uh, my big topic for today is I watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last night the whole thing so on Disney Plus you can check out the whole thing uninterrupted unfiltered uncensored un- and it's long I mean, this thing is three hours plus long and no commercials, no nothing. Just one category, one induction after the other. And it was awesome. I mean, if there's a way to watch it, that's the way to watch it. In fact, when they got to the what I thought was the biggest part of the show when they inducted Willie Nelson into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I thought, oh, this is the end. And it felt like the, it should be the end. It was a long program up to that point. Nope. I would say that that wasn't even three quarters of the way through. And I, there was bands, I'm like, I, aren't they doing Rage Against the Machine? I thought they were. So uh, it is long, worth it, worth it. Uh, in fact, the last inductee is Bernie Taupin, uh, the, the lyricist for Elton John uh, and Elton John. I'll talk about all this as we go along here. But um, every year there's controversy about um, who goes in and who's not in. And I get it, right? Like they only do so many artists per year. They try to stay some current, some older, some, and they try to do different, you know, a myriad of genres. Uh, so they can't induct everybody. Perhaps they should. When I say that, I mean the older artists. You know, if they deserve to be in there, put them in there. I mean, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. These are Hall of Famers. These are, you know, like I get it. It's like kind of like baseball, but it's not really like baseball or football. Uh, you know, this is, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it is like that. I don't know. Either way, um, I don't have a problem with, I did have a little, a few problems when I saw the lineup, uh, which I'll talk about as we go. But then other controversies are some band members and some bands actually shun the rock and roll hall of fame. Uh, I remember notably, um, Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses refused to go uh, last uh, in in the last week's induction, um, Rage Against the Machine. Only Tom Morello was there, uh, so it, it's kind of interesting. I I don't care what the beef is. They they can have their have every right to their opinion and what have you. Um, there was one thing that Tom Morello said is this is our connection to our fans. So I wanted to be here for that. That I can really really get behind. Because, you know, there's a place in Cleveland we can go to see the Hall of Fame members. And that's where the fans would be able to go to make that connection. And so I agree with him in that regard. 
Um, and his bandmates, I don't know that they necessarily shunned it. One was uh, protesting, you know, protesting for Pakistan and, or Palestine. Um, so I, I don't know. At the end of the day, it is, uh, it is what it is. I guess I don't have a problem with it either way. I will say that I thought, oh, Cheryl Crow? Mm, really? She's going to go? Got to be honest with you. You watch the film roll. You listen to the hits. You hear what impact she's had on other artists. Absolutely deserves to go in. Does she deserve to go in before some of the big ones? Maybe not. Uh, I will tell you that she was probably the best artist of the night. She made an appearance in a number of places. Um, not only did she do her own stuff with Stevie Nicks and Olivia Rodrigo, she um, then showed up for Willie Nelson. Um, and she was at the end. Uh, she, she, I mean, she, she was everywhere. Chris Stapleton was there with Willie Nelson and for a few other songs. It's pretty cool. Uh, at any rate, um, I've been a passive Willie Nelson fan. Um, you know, I certainly like some of his songs and uh, certainly paid attention to what he did, you know, the, the tour bus and the, what goes on there. Um, after watching the program, got to be honest with you, I want to dive into Willie Nelson. I want to learn more. I want to listen more. Um, just he became wildly more interesting to me. Uh, Dave Matthews inducted him and his intro and his induction um, commentary was great. It was great. Um, he's an awkward fellow, or at least he tries to come across as awkward. Um, he did a song, a, a Willie Nelson song. It was He did a great job. Um, at any rate, uh, that, that was pretty cool. Definitely made me want to dig in more. Uh, as I mentioned, Elton John introduced Bernie Taupin and then uh, played a couple of his tunes. Uh, and that was huge. Uh, just Elton John, I mean, he could have gone on forever, but when he's talking about like, this is how I became a star. He said, there was one album that was eh, and then the next album was some of the biggest music in music history. You know, and, and Elton John said, I can sing, I can write music, I can't write lyrics. And so early on, he was teamed up with a, a guy he didn't even know named Bernie Taupin. And he was a lyricist. And, and Elton John said, I don't know why, but his words just made the songs happen for me. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, then listening to both of them talk about their relationship uh, and how it's gone over the years. And they hardly ever have arguments. Um, they don't always see eye to eye on things, but um, you know they, they always come together. And they, I don't know, just seemed really cool. Bernie Taupin's always kind of been the guy behind the scenes, but yet when you sing every word to every Elton John song ever, he wrote them. It's just awesome. Uh, again, Tom Morello accepted the nomination from Ice-T uh, and did not disappoint in his acceptance speech. I mean, if you couldn't get uh, a little jacked up, whether you agree with the politics or not, there's a couple of little politicky moments, one from Dave Matthews and one from Tom Morello. Where you're like, eh. but Tom Morello's was just a little bit more, just intrinsic to Tom Morello and Rage Against the Machine. It just made sense, and it, it was freaking awesome. Whether you agreed with some of his points or not, you'd agree with eighty percent of it, and you'd be like, "Yeah, people should go out and do something, and they should be bigger, and they should be," you know. It was a great speech that way, but then it got a little uh, specific about, 
you know, you should stand up for this or that. Um, really, I think at the end of the day, the message is, if you believe there's injustice, you should do something about it. Um, that was, anyway, his acceptance speech was worth every minute of it. Again, it's another band that I've passively known about and uh, heard a couple of tunes and thought they were awesome. Watched some of the footage of them. I mean, they're freaking amazing on stage. Um, I kind of want to get more into that. Uh, one of the highlights for me was Andrew Ridgely. Uh, he probably gave the most perfect induction speech of all time, inducting George Michael into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was so well written, so well delivered. It just, it was awesome. Um, and then the uh, parade of people that performed uh, uh, George Michael songs just ended with Carrie Underwood. Uh, is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The Spinners. Uh, it was awesome. Rubber Band Man. I mean, just the hits were just, it, it was awesome. And yeah, those are the bands. It's like, why weren't they in already? You know? Uh, Missy Elliott and her induction by Queen Latifah was great. Uh, Dr. Cool, or DJ Cool Herc, um, a.k.a. Clive Campbell. Uh, he's like the original gangster of hip-hop. And... I knew about him before. I'd heard the story. Um, I actually watched it. I, I actually heard about the story again uh, watching Jimmy Fallon the other night when they were talking about the induction. He and Questlove were talking about it. And so I, I knew about it before. I was refreshed about it with Jimmy and then just watch him get inducted, hear all the people, see the film on him. It, it was fantastic. Uh, Shaka Khan, she was great. Really kind of didn't do a big thank you. Um, her thank you was really quick. She went out and performed the shit out of a couple of tunes and then really thanked Rufus. If it wasn't for Rufus, I wouldn't be here. Rufus being the band that she was with before. Tell me something good. Uh, all of that stuff. I, there's a bunch of Rufus hits and she, that's how she got her start. Um, the other one that I thought was really cool is Don Cornelius, uh, the host, creator, and producer of Soul Train. That was cool. Didn't see that coming. I even though all these lists were out there before, you know, just I like it when somebody doesn't somebody gets in for their contribution to the music industry, and not necessarily just because they wrote a song or had a bunch of hits or something of that nature. Um, there were two unknowns for me during the night: uh, a guy named Link Ray, whose song "Rumble" is instantly recognizable. Didn't know there was somebody named Link Ray that did it. Um, but this kind of just gritty guitar heavy, just awesome guttural thematic anthemic, um, kind of song was awesome. Uh, and Jimmy page, uh, Led Zeppelin's Jimmy page, uh, inducted him and said, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't play guitar. And that's, Something pretty cool. Uh, the other unknown was Al Cooper. Uh, he was with Blood, Sweat, and Tears. He did a couple of stints with bands, um, but most known for, uh, he was the studio musician, kind of plowed his way into being a studio musician for Dylan, played the organ on like a Rolling Stone. That was him. As soon as he did that, as soon as he was that studio musician, he was working for the rest of his career as, you know, like kind of a musician. But then he became a collaborator and a producer and 
produced some of the most recognizable tunes of that day. Uh, most notably, uh, three Leonard Skinner albums. Three of the Leonard Skinner albums, including all, all the big ones. So, uh, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, had a moment where uh, Lisa's kind of like, "Are you coming to bed?" And so I'm like, "Okay." So I'm in the living room watching it on the big TV, and then I, she goes, "You can finish watching it in here." So I'm like, "All right, well, here's what's going to suck if." The Roku in this room and the Roku in that room, like if they're not jibed, then I, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to have to find it and then I'm going to have to go to the spot that I left off on, which was three quarters of the way through. And uh, it got worse. So I, I'm like, okay. So I shut off the TV. Okay, and then everything unraveled <laughs> because uh, you go in, try to turn on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it, it's not signed into. So now you got to go through that bullshit thing on your TV where you got to sign into whatever uh, streaming channel. Oh, God, that sucked. And then the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction isn't like a thing right on the front screen, so you got to go find it. Uh, and then luckily, it continued from where I was. Um, so pretty interesting evening. That was last night. Stayed up a little bit too long watching that, but Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction 2023. I think thumbs up. Uh, I don't... You can say what you want about the inductees, uh, but I... I don't know how else they can do it. Um, somehow I feel like if you're a classic, you should just go in at this point and then let's just kind of do the, I don't know. It just seems like if you're only going to do so many artists, you're always going to piss people off for the people who haven't gotten in yet. So that's those are my thoughts. That's what's eating kale. Got Ben Hotz coming up tomorrow. And... Um, a, a, a cool, fun show on Friday. We'll, we'll figure some cool stuff out to do between now and then. Until then, make it a good one. <laughs>